0: Is the problem? You can need to calm down, get a little less politically correct, and I would say, you know, love everybody. You
1: clearly don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. This is
0: a freak show. An intergalactic Galactic. Show.
1: Yeah, what do you make of that? It's about
2: right. I uh, keep telling my colleagues that uh, this is the new normal. God help us all. Hold
0: on a sec. I'm going to get me a beer. Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to
1: Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Well,
0: uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's
3: their response. Wine or Pringles can is more dignified than my usual go-to. Bourbon in a Doritos bag. Itself. This is Ed McMahon, and now, is Armstrong
1: and Getty! Studio C. Si, senor. What is this? It's a dimly lit room, deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communications compound. And hey, everybody. Today, we are under the tutelage of our general manager. Collusion! Contusion! So, too, confusion! Wow! Wow. Wow. The state of the union is screwed up. Yeah, I'm bothered by the State of the Union thing because I don't like the reasoning for canceling it, Yeah, but I've I've hated the State of the Union for years and wanted it to go away. Mm. So if this is a way to get rid of it permanently, I'd be all for it. In my opinion, you hate the State of the Union address, you hate America. Is that fair? (laughs) No, it's not fair at all. The State of the Union address is such a dumb exercise at this point. On the other hand, Nancy Pelosi is a big, fat, stinking liar. And I'll stand by those words. Well, and it's, it's an effort to, you know, the State of the Union has got some benefits for whoever's president. You get to be the king of the world. You look extremely
2: presidential. You look very important. It is dignified. It is honorable. It is historic.
1: It is a lot of great things that old Nancy wants to deny to Donald Jen. Sure. A lot of presidents, including Donald Trump in the past, their uh, poll ratings go up. After a State of the Union address? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, she wants to deny that. On the other hand, the State of the Union address is something we shouldn't do as a nation. But that's a different topic. Um, So let's do it one last time out of spite and then move on. It's currently off, though? No. It's currently on. Sort of. (laughs) What kind of answer is that? Uh, we'll get into it later. Depends who you ask. Um, let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How this morning, Michael?
0: I'm doing great. Um, th- this year I wanted to make a... a- a new, a new, fresh start, and so I'm going through my closets and everything like that, and uh, trying to clean them out and get rid of old stuff. Boy, that's a good idea. But I, I can't cl- do it because I find this stuff and it brings back memories. And even though I haven't touched this stuff in years, I can't get rid of this stuff.
1: Yeah, well, well there are a variety of rules on that. We've talked about um, from from the decluttering world. Who's that woman that became famous? Marie Kondo? Yeah, yeah the Kondo right. lifestyle. But it's uh, something, if you haven't worn it in however many months or thought about it in however many years or whatever, you just got to you just gotta cut it loose. Yeah. I can't yeah. do it either. I mean, I'm the worst example of it. Going through just just crap in a closet, I like you're doing, that I haven't thought about in years. Oh, I can't get rid of this. This is my old whatchamacallit. Mm. Sure. Yeah. I used to wear this
2: all the time in the 80s. Well, and or, well, this was a gift from such and yeah, such. Right. And, right.
0: Yeah. They brought me back this from that trip, and I remember right. that was nice. And I will
1: and, never wear it for the rest of my life. But, ah, you know. Well, and then you enter the world of kids' stuff, and it really gets difficult, whether it's their clothes that bring back memories or their various school projects, of which there are 80 per year, and you right. can't keep 80 <laughs> per year. No.
3: no.
1: <laughs> you <laughs> got to win out.
3: But just keep edit. the good ones. Just keep the good ones. That's right. Um, there is Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. I don't know how many in the audience are familiar with John Bogle, but uh, there's a very good chance that he uh, impacted your life in a very significant way. He was the founder of the Vanguard uh, Mutual Fund Group. He was the inventor of the Index Mutual Fund, the Big. passive mutual funds that just kind of track with the other indexes. With indices. the market as a whole. Yeah, the market as a whole, uh, greatly reducing the amount of fees and essentially just reducing the barrier of entry for the common man individual investor. And those index funds are most likely the backbone of your 401k sure. at Absolutely. this uh, at this very moment. No Absolutely. load, baby. Uh, no he, load. He passed at the age of 89. I have yet to see an official cause, so I'm not ruling out foul play. Um, <laughs> he is survived by uh, his wife, six children, 12 grandchildren, and six great-grandchildren. Shout out to uh, somebody who fought for, for people he never met. I heard uh, Jimmy
2: Buffett's uncle, Warren Buffett, say that uh, this gent probably put uh, tens of billions and soon hundreds of billions of dollars in the pockets of average Americans who are not big time investors and are just, you know, 401k ing or have a couple of mutual funds and that sort of thing. He uh, was a uh, a child of the Depression, started working at age nine. Wow.
1: I got to tell my kids about that. To help out the family (laughs)
2: finances. Yeah. Yeah. Have them get a little uh, shoe polish box
1: and, and squat there on a corner. Right. There's Marshall shoo Phillips.
0: Shoeshine! Shoeshine, mister!
1: <laughs> Two bits! There's Marshall Phillips who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall?
0: I'm in a very celebratory mood because we need to break out the cakes today for a trio of celebrity
2: birthdays.
3: <laughs> oh, oh exciting. exciting. All right, first up. First up. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit more.
0: Just our apologies.
3: Once the cakes get here, it'll be
0: Yeah, I'm sure this will be fun. All
3: right. Jeez.
0: First up, Robert Ritchie. A.K.A. Ah. Kid Rock.
1: Kid his, rock. Na- his name is Kid. But he's not a kid anymore. Uh, I'm guessing he's 45. Middle-aged man rock. Yes. What 48. Forty eight. Oh, boy. Turning 48. Net worth, net worth for the kid, $80 million. Soon-to-get senior discounts kid. He's been invited to the White House more than me. Yep. yep. Second in line,
0: Jim Carrey's turning 57 today. His net worth, $165
3: million. Without a doubt, one of the people who made me laugh the hardest when I was a kid. Uh, Growing up, he was a huge influence on me. Yeah, and then he got so serious about himself. And ubiquitous. He he did the movie where he played Andy Kaufman, and I think it broke him. (laughs) It (laughs) might have. That may be it. Might have ruined him. And the absolute queen of celebrity
0: birthdays, Miss... Betty White turns 97 today. (laughs) Wow! 97? Yes. Wow! Betty's net worth, $75 million.
2: She just tweeted this morning... Outlasted Carol Channing. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah. Wow. Was it, uh, oh, wow.
2: Wasn't cool. the platinum-haired
1: oh. queen of Broadway 97? Yes.
2: Yeah. yeah that okay. was
1: narrow casting for those of you who <laughs> are fans of ancient celebrities and whether or not they're alive. <laughs> but like cynical jokes about them. Yeah. They're, they're laughing a, at the bingo parlor. <laughs> <there. laughs> Thank you, Michael. It's kind of a sub-sub-subset. <laughs> I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Thursday, January 17th, the year 2019. More Charlie Sheen in 2019. We're Armstrong oh and getting me approved of this program.
2: All right, let's begin the show officially now. Enough foolishness. Let's get down to work. According to FCC rules and rags at Mark.
1: And you know And as much as I love Senator Gillibrand, I, I did think it was a little weird that she said, as a young mom. Because at, at 52, she isn't old. <laughs> no, but she also isn't a young mom. Like... I feel like she just said that to appeal to young mom voters, but, but it's still weird. It would be like if
2: Bernie came out and he was like, As a person of color, I'm announcing my run for President of the United States. And you would be like, what? President of color? He'd be like, that's right. Pinkish gray is a color.
1: Yes, <laughs> you are not a young mom at 52, but compared to Bernie, you're 30 years younger. Almost so, 30 uh, <laughs> years, which is a lot. Right? She's no Betty White, is she? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> What are other headlines,
0: Marsha Phillips? Ally, well, shutdown showdown continues as legislators scramble to find a new location for Trump's State of the Union. Renewed scrutiny of the president's withdrawal plan from Syria following the deaths of four Americans, and America is now dashing toward a cashless society. Well, Stories on the way. The so
2: too is going to be in the Capitol as it always is. You heard it here first,
1: unless you heard it somewhere else earlier. Wait till you hear who just signed a nine hundred thousand dollar contract. You will. You oh, I will, hope it's me. You will decide there is no God. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> so stay tuned for that. Well, great. Something to look forward to. Uh, how's the mail back? Cast adrift in the universe. Oh, it's outstanding. It's it's fabulous. Little this, little that, plenty of it. Cool. All on the way on the Armstrong and Getty show.
0: Armstrong and Getty. The conscience
2: of the
1: of, nation. of the nation.
0: The
2: Armstrong and Getty
1: Show. A Jack Armstrong special, the mini-tease, the in-break tease. What? I'll tease something right here, and then at the end of mailbag, I'll give you the answer. Oh. What's going to be the... Short attention span (laughs) tease. Exactly. What's going to be the hottest car color of 2019? They make these decisions ahead of time because they got to make the cars, right? You don't go in your good point. In to order a car, and then they paint it the color you want. Right. They're all just standing there in the
2: factory next to just the sheet metal, just waiting, waiting. No,
1: they, what, they paint them in What's vases. the color of 2019? I'm not sure I see cars this color ever. But it's my guess, be- right? Flesh-colored is not the color. Okay. So I'm wrong, then. Besides,
2: different people have different colored flesh, man. That's a good point. Wow. You're like crayon of 50 years ago. <laughs> Stay tuned. Mailbag. Crayola, I mean. Not crayon. Crayola. If you'd like to email us, you can do it. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Why would you want to do that? Perhaps you'd like to uh, offer an opinion on one of the topics of the day. Perhaps you come across an article or something... You think we ought to be covering it? Uh, That'd be fine. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. First of all, let me address uh, this. It's a little bit of housekeeping, as we say. We've received a number of emails on this theme. Uh, Please go back to titling your podcasts with the date. Uh, No, we're not supposed to. A guy who's in charge of something told us not to. What was the rationale of changing that? The date's already there, he claims. The date's already there. People are saying it's much easier to find, deal with them. You're saying I'm reading your body language in there, Hanson. <laughs> you have a microphone. Stop that! Now that gesture is not appropriate for the workplace. <laughs> so that's not going to happen, my friends. Unless it
1: does in a while, because I don't know what's going on. There's enough of an outcry there; will it will happen? I would say there's been a small outcry. Okay, small but notable.
2: Scott, uh, frequent correspondent, Scott, for many, many years, friend of the Armstrong and Giddy show, and a fine fellow, has offered quite a number of 2019 slogan suggestions. I, do, I don't want any slogan suggestions. I'm not sure we need a slogan. They're getting increasingly stupid, um, but here they are uh, nonetheless making the scene in 2019, making some green in 2019, needing caffeine in 2019. <laughs> That's not bad. Uh, lean, mean, obscene in 2019. <laughs> and my personal favorite writes Scott, avoiding
1: gangrene in 2019. <laughs> Get your tetanus shots. Uh, That's that's a public service announcement. That's a that's a beaut. That's avoiding getting green in 2019. And
2: Scott has one of those automatic sign-offs on his email, which is okay, I guess. But Scott's is my favorite in all the world. I've read it many times to you. Do we now live in a country where working hard for money doesn't entitle you to it, but wanting it does? You know, that that's that's a is, different version of... Is, the answer to that question is yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, my I, I actually prefer the version that says, uh, do we now live in a country where working hard and wanting to keep that money is greed, but wanting to take money from somebody else is not greed? Uh, at any rate, the answer is yes. Uh, here's a little joke from Ben the Libertarian. Ben, in a light mood this morning. Hmm? What's the difference between a politician... And a flying pig.
1: What is the difference between a politician and a flying pig? I do not know, sir. The letter F. Lying pig.
2: Flying pig. Lying pig. Huh. L- oh. God. Maybe it works better in print. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it does. It's a cynical note. And one similar to that from Texas Tom, Jack Joe. I mentioned that somebody said something about a lot of politicians being uh, dirty or corrupt or not worthy of trusting. And he says, I beg to differ. I assume all politicians are dirty. It's the highest form of mental blindness to assume otherwise. Well, we're always telling you all, don't worship politicians and political parties and don't tie your identity to, to politicians. It's a mistake. It's just it's you don't want that. It's like making uh, various NFL stars your role models. Then it turns out their wife beating God knows what else, you know, rapists or what have you. If you like watching play football, fine, but don't don't tie your identity to theirs. Anyway, a uh, little life lesson of mine has been the brighter light a morally outraged person points at others. The darker their place, the, the darker the place in which their sins hide. Mm. There you go. Yeah, it's usually the person screaming at the other people the loudest who's got the most to hide. It's often true. As always, appreciate you guys, the last two good guys in public life. Uh, Texas Tom, there are a couple more, and I'd be glad to refer you to them. There's more than two of us here. (laughs) (laughs) Says you, racist crayon designer. Uh, Let's see. There is a solution, writes Todd. Sobriety brings clarity. I have no idea why he says that. Perhaps he's newly sober, and congratulations. Oh, it's I, I know, Todd. Uh, I have the answer to America's biggest dilemma. We are not building a wall. We are making the United States a gated country. There you go. Sounds so much
1: more pleasant, does it? Yes, we're a gated country. We're
2: a gated country. You can move into the exclusive gated United States neighborhood. I noticed excellent schools.
1: There are more heavyweights doubling down on the whole it's immoral to have a wall thing. And so the further we go down that road on one side, (laughs) the less likely this gets solved. That is a terrible tactical mistake.
2: And we will illustrate why uh, in a couple of minutes. Well, number one, because it's an idiotic thing to say, and it's indefensible. Steny Hoyer was talking to Brett Baer on his fine news show yesterday. And Brett put that to him directly. He put a couple of the big time Democratic arguments about the wall right before Steny Hoyer, who's the majority leader now. And uh, Hoyer couldn't go there. He just, he would not say on camera, fences and barriers are all immoral. And he, uh, and Bear asked him specifically, should we tear down the uh, fences and walls that already exist? And he wouldn't go there. And he wouldn't go to walls are racist. So when you get these guys on camera, and in a sober way, ask them quite calmly, do you believe this? They back off. I just wish we had more real journalists in America <clears throat> and not uh, cheerleaders. Uh, let's see. On the topic of bringing new listeners along for what's going on in the show, Michael, this is the uh, the sound we discussed. I'll cue you. Uh, long-time uh, friend Shan writes, in the interest of transparency and accountability, perhaps you could at least consider adding an auditory notification in the matter of your Hitler ding? When any of you uh, uses up his daily allotment of fat jokes, uh, we were talking about that. We were talking about Chris Christie yesterday, and the temptation, especially for the immature little boys around here, and I do not approve, is Sean. to make fat jokes about the rotund former governor. Sean. Michael. Um, let's see. So we need a sound letting people know that they've used up their, uh, their allotment. A natural candidate would be, obviously, the comedic timpani sound. Uh, <laughs> uh, and so uh, that's what if somebody makes one too many fat jokes about Chris Christie, you'll hear
1: that sound. I'll explain this after the break. The car color of the year for 2019. You're going yes. to see more of these than anything else is Sahara. Sa- what? Sahara. Is that a color? Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. News next They already know what the most popular car color is going to be for 2019, and it's Sahara. It's a bronze color, which is a major change from the white, black, silver, gray world of cars for like the last decade and a half. Yeah. Almost all cars have been a version of that. Now it's Sahara, which is a bronze color. More that so in here, more cars already made. It looks it's like the it's can... gold, solid gold. Yes. So if you want to be cool, hip, and new, that's what you get. There's a new green out there that I really like. It's uh, reminiscent of the forest green that was so popular in the '90s. I'm uh, But it's somewhat different. I'm colorblind, so it's all meaningless oh, to me. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, let's get to the news now, with Marshall Phillips. Now well, nearly
0: a month now into the partial government shutdown, there were more meetings at the White House, but little sign of optimism that a deal's closed to end the uh, government closure. Uh, I was so glad
2: to hear uh, Jonah Goldberg. Uh, the other day, talking about how this is such a stupid, stupid standoff. The solution is obvious to anybody who's going to be honest and not spend all their time uh, baiting their base. This is a completely fake disagreement. Everybody says they're in favor of border security. The Republicans are willing to say, "All right, you know, little wall, little electronics, right. little border guards, whatever." Just you know, you got to let the president save face. And Nancy seeking uh, political, and and Chuck. Uh, It's seeking a political zero-sum victory. Smells a little bit of blood and is going to take it all the way uh, to the wall. But it's ridiculous.
0: Meanwhile, House Speaker Pelosi is continuing to press President Trump to delay his State of the Union because of the partial government shutdown. Because the Secret Service and the Department of Homeland Security, the agencies designed to provide security, have not been funded.
3: This isn't. requires hundreds of people working on the logistics and the security of it. Most of those people are either furloughed or, or, or victims of the shutdown, the president's shutdown. But that isn't the point. The point is security.
0: Since, no, it's not. Since Pelosi, as speaker, is the Fire. one who invites the president to deliver the State of the Union speech in the House, her letter was more of a disinvitation until the government is reopened than an actual request. Pelosi going on to add
3: This is a housekeeping matter in the Congress of the United States so that we can honor the responsibility of the invitation and we extended to the President it from the Oval Office
2: Where are you, horrendous witch did you get the idea that there was a security problem Homeland Security says, oh no, there's no problem Secret Service says we're solid, we're ready we've been planning forever, we're good She made it up, it's made up
1: I've got a mole in government that knows a lot about this I just uh, emailed real quick figure out, make sure that, but I, I think you're, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, they have said that publicly, though. right? but it's, it's an opportunity to, uh, to, you know, score a point for your side. So that's, that's what so much of these battles are.
2: Right. So how much time do your big time politicians spend uh, as a percentage mm-hmm. thinking about governance, thinking about how best to manage, I hate to say run the United States because the idea of this country is that the government doesn't run it the people do but how much uh, time do they spend thinking about good governance as opposed to scoring political points
1: strategizing to score points for the news cycle of the day is it 10 to 90 it may be yeah
0: two u.s service members two american civilians among at least 16 people that were killed in that suicide bombing by isis militants in syria Three U.S. troops also wounded in the bombing that was on a busy street in a town and territory held by U.S.-backed Syrian Kurds. Now, the bombing leading to new calls for President Trump to reconsider his decision to pull all U.S. forces out. Republican Senator Lindsey Graham saying he's concerned the withdrawal announcement has emboldened ISIS militants.
2: You make people who are trying to help wonder about us. And as they get bolder, the people who are trying to help are going to Going to get more uncertain.
1: I like Lindsey Graham, but I've never, with his philosophy, I've never heard an end game. It just seems yeah. like if you're a Lindsey Graham guy, you fight in all these countries forever.
2: I think we all have friends and or spouses or or, or coworkers that you know we like the vast majority of of them and yeah. their personality yeah. and the, and the way they see the world, but they have that one weird little corner of their personality you wish would go away. Lindsey Graham's like that in uh, occupying Middle Eastern countries. He seems to have a never-ending appetite for it. The best analysis I heard of the bombing in the relationship to the pullout was that uh, terrorist groups desperately need to have a a reputation for momentum or ascendance or significance for fundraising purposes. And ISIS is absolutely desperate at this point to appear to their donors... Uh, to be something, to be not defeated, not dead. Right. And so they had to throw together a bombing and try to kill some Americans, lest they be relegated to the ash heap of disgusting, abandoned ideologies. Although, you know, the ideology uh, fundamental is Islamism hasn't gone away, but they may not get to carry that unholy banner anymore.
0: All right, Americans are increasingly not using or even carrying cash. A Pew Research Center poll found that about 30% of Americans say they don't make any purchases with cash
1: during a typical week. That's During a, a week? Yeah, during a typical week. Huh? Really? Yep. None? None. I don't make a lot. The banana next door that I buy for a dollar every day, which is just poor planning on my part, um, so uh, my entire life, life uh, birthday age 30, was, I was not poor. I was ahead of my time when I had no cash
0: <laughs> right. ever. Another survey by U.S. Bank found 50% half of Americans said they carry cash less than half the time when they're out. And when they do, 76% said they've got less than 50 bucks. Nearly half said they have less
3: than 20 on them. Yeah, If you go out to eat with a group of people and a majority of them are under, I'd say, I don't know, 34 Right. Uh, there's a good chance that when the bill comes, you're just going to be texting each other. Like, somebody will put it on their card, right. then everybody else will just text Venmo, you. Like Venmo, like a Venmo, the yeah. Apple Cash, or the, right. the Cash app. There's sure. a bunch of different ways that you can just now text her so. or send somebody money through an app.
1: So I haven't been out to eat with anyone, let alone young people, in right. a long, long time. So the next time I go out to eat, ten years from now, I'm just going to be mystified. events. Yes, yeah, dinner table events. <laughs> I'm just going to be mystified. Right. I would sit there, what is everybody doing? Why is the old guy bringing out those weird strips of paper? <laughs> I've got. All right. I've got twenty-five
0: dollars there. <laughs> I think I mentioned when I uh, went back uh, to New York and uh, was visiting in New York at a couple of the uh, airport uh, bars. Uh, I stopped at. They didn't take cash anymore. No, they cash. won't take cash. Nope, they will not take cash. It's huh. debit or credit, period. And there's a. Always percent the big beer. Uh, there's always it's a bargain
1: per ounce. There's eight, no dispute in it.
0: 18% gratuity automatically added to the bill. Well, that really
3: chaps your hide. You brought that up a couple of times now. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they may do the math for you, but I don't think they can actually make you pay a, a tip on it. They just kind of have it on there. I, I don't know. Yeah, I
2: believe you. I know of a couple of places yeah. that it's
3: it's uh, automatically added. It's there on the menu.
1: And you sit down next to a girl at the airport bar, and the next thing you know, you're in Vegas. <laughs> I, it just pops into, my, it pops into my head every time I hear Airport Bar, because that happened to me once. No, just, really? Yeah, it ended up being a very will, long weekend. Will week that down. be in your memoir? No. The, no, early, please. Years. Huh? Please. <laughs> the yes. early years. Please. The early years. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. Neither arms- one of us were headed to Vegas originally. <laughs> wow. As we met at the airport. We oh, We had boy. different locations to go my, to. My. It was magical. And was it? (laughs) I'll have to read about it in
0: your memoir. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation.
1: Thank you, Squawky the Eagle. So Rudy Giuliani, did he uh, change something in the narrative of uh, defending Donald Trump? yesterday. It appears to have been tweaked somewhat. Clarified, okay. perhaps. You think so? As to the question of, co- of co- 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 collusion. Okay. So we'll I suppose we should nail so that high. down, since tongues are wagging There's about it. We'll nail down the truth. We'll smoke out the spin. What? Huh? Okay. What? <laughs> no well, what now? <laughs> uh, you're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Viva! Armstrong and Getty The conscience
3: of the nation
2: The Armstrong and Getty Show
1: The entire world needs to go on a diet according to a new report A worldwide diet one of the biggest problems, overnourishment, <laughs> they That's, call it. That's a great, great there, term. There are billions of people that are undernourished. There are now billions of people that are overnourished. I among them. <laughs> yes. Anyway, maybe we'll talk about that at some
2: point. Here, uh, all this time and energy spent spreading democracy. In fact, what we're spreading is fat. Mm, yeah. mm, ironic. Uh, do you know Rudy Giuliani? He used to be the uh, mayor of New York City. Uh, now an advisor, an attorney to the president often a spokesperson, been making the rounds lately. He was on CNN uh, recently talking to Chris Cuomo, who is smart but annoying. Nobody (laughs) asked me my opinion of him, but he is. He's very smart and very annoying. Um, But he was, uh, as always on CNN, pounding the question of collusion. And, uh, well, the question before us is, did Rudy uh, somewhat uh, change? Did he tack a bit? As they say, in his uh, answer as to whether there was collusion. Reporting about this case is. Dis- The amount of false reporting about this case is despicable. Mr. Mr. Mayor, false reporting is saying that nobody in the campaign had any contacts with Russia. False reporting is saying that there has been no suggestion of any kind of collusion between the campaign and any Russians. Because now you have Paul Manafort giving poll data that winds up leading to this coincidence. Well, you just misstated my position. I never said there was no collusion between the campaign or between people in the campaign, yes, you I have, have no idea if, the, I have not, I said the you, president of the United States, there is not a single bit of evidence, the president of the United States committed the only crime you could commit here, conspired with the Russians to hack the DNC. First of all, is crime not, is not day, the bar of accountability for a president. It's about what you knew, well, he didn't what was right, Russia and either. what was wrong, and what did you deceive about. Those are going to be major deceive. considerations. The president did not. He said nobody had any contact. Russians. Tons of Whatever people had contact. Nobody
0: is. colluded. The guy running his campaign. He didn't say was
2: nobody. was working on an issue at the same right. time as the convention.
1: First of all, the hundreds of thousands of you. And by the way, that's the audience for those shows. In a nation of 300 some million people, a couple hundred thousand people watch those shows. <laughs> right? But the hundreds of thousands of you who are entertained by that conversation every single day. God bless you, but don't invite me over to your house. Good Lord, you want to have that talk every single day, every hour of the day, for the rest of your life, or how long are you going to do that? Thursday Good night
2: football God. between the Titans and the Jaguars was watched by many, many, many more oh, times not even close. Than, than every show on CNN. Right. So keep that in mind. Um, yeah, the, just the, t- the yelling back and forth, it's so tiresome.
1: That being said, is that uh, considered by some to be a change by Rudy Giuliani? Uh, yeah, it's a t- well, uh, yeah, that's the way it's being
2: pitched. That he doesn't, he can't deny that nobody in the campaign, and here we run into yet another problem uh, with the word collusion, but he can't deny that nobody in the campaign uh, cooperated with the Russians. You know, one of the great rhetorical tricks that the Chris Cuomos of the world use is throw around the word collusion, like we all have agreed on what it means, or that indeed it means anything at all. Um, Rudy tried to make the point that the only crime that's been alleged at all is hacking into the DNC's emails. Um, is some Russian lawyer saying, hey, I once saw Hillary uh, Clinton smoking crack in, uh, in Gdansk. Is that, is that collusion? What does that even mean? Nobody knows, but it's thrown around like everybody knows.
1: So I heard an interview with Adam Schiff, who now is the head of some committee where you get to investigate the president.
2: And, oh, my God, he is going to, well, he said we're going to duplicate the Mueller investigation, but in Congress.
1: And even NPR said these sorts of committees used to operate under the radar and, like, you know, behind the scenes. But now, for whatever reason, people like Adam Schiff like to make a big show out of it and have everybody know exactly what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, Because everybody's trying to get on TV, I guess. But anyway, there's a number of things he's going to look into that uh, are going uh, to get very thorny. Way down the road into Trump's finances, for instance. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So something to look forward to, uh, again, uh, he stated that, yeah, we will be uh, essentially redoing the Mueller report investigation, but with the powers we have in Congress. And, and, and the main one is to go even broader than Mueller. So that will be a part of our lives, my friends. For, you know, as long as the Trump presidency
1: endures. So that same committee did an investigation. Or as long as the Democrats are in charge of the House, I should say. That same committee did an investigation, released a report. Okay, he thinks it was uh, not a good investigation because the Republicans were in charge, but it's already happened once. The Senate has done it and released a report that most people thought was a good investigation and bipartisan. They released a report. Mueller, obviously, is doing a heck of an investigation and will release a report. So this would be number five? Four or five? Certainly, yeah. Uh, which seems like plenty. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile... While asking the same people the same thing, I guess.
2: Meanwhile, all of the, the storm und drang, the, uh, the chaos of the Trump presidency has at least temporarily had an effect. There's a new poll out. Um, you know, grain of salt. It's a snapshot of a moment in time, and the world could change completely by mid-next week, but... In a PBS uh, NPR Marist Institute survey, uh, 57% of registered voters said they would definitely not support Trump for re-election. 57% said no way. You really want that number to be under 50%. Um,
1: if you want to get re-elected? Yeah.
2: If the election were held today, well, that would be a violation of the Constitution because we don't hold the elections in off years like this. So it's just kind of an interesting, you know, m- well, a glimpse of a moment. That number includes just 10% of Republicans, but 91% of Democrats and almost two-thirds of registered independents. 62% say there's no way I vote for Trump.
1: Right. He was incredibly unpopular, but he ran against somebody who was also unpopular. Right. At some point, he's going to be running against somebody, and then you got to make a decision. Do you want Trump or do you want the other person? And then a lot of those numbers could really change that.
2: Right. One more number, uh, but you've taken all the fun out of it because that's what you do. Mm -hmm. Uh, only 69% of Republicans um, said they would definitely vote for the president in the next election cycle. On the other hand, any election poll that has a specific human being up against
1: somebody else is
2: so fundamentally flawed, it's merely something to
1: chat about. Very close to pointless. Right, Um, indeed. You're up against the theoretical... Do you think the Cowboys are going to win this week? Yes or no?
2: Who are they playing? I'm not going to tell you. Just somebody. Do you think they're going to win? Yeah, Cowboys! No way! Cowboys suck! I mean, it's just, it's not an analysis. It's just, you know, kind of a gut feeling. Is everybody a little bit uh, tired and stressed out by uh, the Trump years?
1: That's what the poll is. Now I'm stressed out. Um, I don't know when we're going to get to all this stuff throughout the morning or the day, or maybe it'll be tomorrow, but there are some movements out there to, to codify, to put into law whether or not your boss can make you respond to emails and texts. That's right. Off hours. Illegal. Illegal to require your employees to respond. Let's put that aside briefly, the idea of the government making rules on this. Right. That's a terrible idea. But uh, how about just in general? I mean, it's definitely a different relationship with the boss than, like, my dad's generation had. That Clearly. Work.
2: Oh, yeah. To be called at 9 o'clock
1: at night by your boss? was or, the sort of thing you'd talk about for a decade. Or we 1 o'clock in the morning, and you, you don't sure. get it till you wake up, but you wake right. up and you got five messages. Right. Yeah, yeah. It is a change, and not necessarily for uh-huh. the better. And an expectation that you get a text at 2 o'clock on a Saturday afternoon, you should be responding it to it. I think a lot of people feel like they need to. Yeah, yeah. That didn't used to exist. Yeah, so we'll talk about that also. Well, so, uh, if the marketplace isn't the place to work that out, then we got to give up on capitalism. Well, right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I don't need the government to uh, protect me from that, honestly. Um, but, you know, I don't know. I'm, a, I'm a, a stubborn and independent fellow and willing to make waves. A lot of
1: people don't live their lives that way. And government, I sympathize. Government forced the 40 hour work week.
2: How do you like this? They'll get that text from my boss into my hand when they stuff it into my cold, dead hand. What? It's like kind of the the, the opposite sure. of they'll I'm pry it sure. from my cold, dead, just, sure, I'll father. read that text when they open my cold, dead eyes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, as a hey, statement need, of defiance, keep working need, on it. Yes, you need to, uh, No, maybe you should write that down and
3: then circle <laughs> the gerund and draw a line to the subject. I feel like I'm onto something. I remember when my uh, when my dad got a, a pager from his yep, work, yep. and that was he uh, constant just dad and then they think they can uh, right you know, right just going it's to like dad wearing a leash, woof woof. Yeah, he was he was not pleased with that development of work. That's where it started in the early '90s. All of a sudden, your pager buzzes. A, a pager was something that existed pre-cell phone, where you would just get like a numerical text of somebody who wanted to get a hold of you, but you couldn't actually talk on it. For the younger listeners, wow. And a magazine is a website that they print on paper for. What
2: is this? The olden days? I know, sweetheart. Now, Positive Sean, like when I hit you with a text in the evening and say, Hey, we ought to get this tape, I'm assuming you're just saying, okay, and and ignoring it
1: till the morning. No, he does this hand signal. Oh, boy. That's not a good (laughs) hand signal. It's one of many. Oh, boy. That was graphic. Are we on? We are on video. I'd forgotten that. (laughs) Oh, Oh, boy.
3: Don't watch it,
1: folks. There are no rules on the internet from what I've seen. You're listening to The Armstrong and Getty Show.